Kia ora. You are listening to The Mangafai Show with host Richard Edwards. Hello and welcome to The Mangafai Show. I'm your host Richard Edwards and wow, what a run of amazing weather we're having up here in Mangafai. It has been warm, it has been clear, I've been for a swim, my daughter has been for a hundred swims. It's just such a great time to be up here in Mangafai. Enjoy it. It's only going to get busier between now and Christmas. I'm sure the border will open at some point and it's going to get pretty hectic. If you aren't in Mangafai now, if you're stuck down in Auckland or further afield, we do really want you back up here and hopefully uh, we will see you soon and certainly over the summer. Now, we have a great interview for this episode. I always say that, but it definitely is one. We've got the team from Fit365 in to talk to us about their story coming to Mangafai, developing that amazing facility they've got out there and how fitness kind of plays into the community here in our town. But first, we have our uh, what's on about the place and some news. Now, just be aware, we are a little bit laid out with this episode. So uh, this was recorded nearly a week ago. And the dates, they're still fine. You can still go and get uh, tickets to go and look at those fantastic gardens, I believe. But just bear that in mind when you're uh, listening. Thanks so much. It's time for the news. And now it is time for some local Mangafai news. And joining me from the Mangafai Focus is the editor, Julia Wade. Thanks for joining us, Julia. Hey, Richard. Thanks for having me again. Now, uh, a little bit of news around the place, starting off with we had a wee bit of a COVID scare. Yes, we did. COVID was officially reported in Kaipara, with family out in South Kaipara. And there was a few locations of interest cited as well. But and this was this was actually a else. local case as opposed to someone just kind of visiting as per the last time we had COVID uh, in the area. Yes, that's right. Yes, I'm actually living in Kaipara, well, East Kaipara. But haven't heard anything else, but there was a great response from the community. Lots of people went to get tested, and apparently our vaccination rates have risen as well. We're doing really well, said the mayor, so in Mangafai. Yeah, hopefully they're recovering well. Uh, now, uh, yes, Three Waters, absolutely. you've been talking to the mayor about this uh, controversial piece of legislation. Yes, I had quite a conversation with the mayor about what this means for Kaipara and Kaiwaka and Mangafai in particular. And he expressed how disappointed he was about mandatory status, and stated how the door of democracy has been slammed shut on local people. Yeah, that that decision we're talking about is the decision to make it uh, uh, compulsory for councils to take part rather than optional. That's right, yeah. yeah. And it seems that 60 out of 67 councils have been, were opposed to it in the first place. Now, we've uh, seen a little bit of a a scorched earth um, process going on uh, down at Forestry Beach. Yes, that's right, Richard. We've had a couple of people contact the, fo- the Focus and uh, who have been out there recently and were quite shocked at what they discovered. So I went out for a ride and, yes, it's quite quite shocking, actually. However, it, there is a good thing happening there as well. So we have all the details in the paper about that. So just to clarify what they're doing, they've cut down a lot of trees and have been burning some of the leftovers? Yes, um, and I think a lot of people expected that, that a lot of the trees were going to go because they were pines and macrocarpus, but it's more about the impact and how close it is towards the on the coastline that um, people uh, have concerns about. Hopefully as it becomes parkland, it'll be uh, planted out in lovely natives, which I'm sure will grow eventually. Absolutely. In a few years, it would look amazing, I'm sure. Yeah. More information, people can of course go and read the 
focus at uh, mangafaifocus.co.nz. Thank you for joining us again, Julia. Thank you very much, Richard, for having me. What's on in Mangafai? Right, so back to tell us what's on in Mangafai is Ruby Mitchell from the Kuiper District Council. Thanks for joining us, Ruby. Thank you, Richard. Nice to talk to you again. Now, we've only got one event uh, to cover this week, but it's quite a big one. It is. It is a really big one. It's the 19th annual Wyatt's Mungify Garden Ramble. It's going to be held on the 13th and 14th of November, and the organisers have said that for COVID reasons, they're restricting the gardens to those just in the Kaipara area. But that means that there'll be 17 gardens on display of the weekend, and this is one of the ones I'm most excited about. Four of them are going to have night viewing. So that's certainly going to be a little bit different. Now, I'm guessing these gardens are a little more uh, established than my overgrown kikuya grass and slightly dying <laughs> passion fruit vine in the background. Well, apparently it's actually a real mix of well and um, also newly established gardens. And then some of them are going to be large, some of them are going to be small, some are in the country, others are in the more central part of Mangafai. There's apparently also some old favourites which are being shown again and then another six that have never been featured before. You can get the tickets from Wyatt's Landscapes, Mungify Books and Gifts at the Heads and also Bammers in the Village. And you can also go online if you prefer that method uh, via their website. They're suggesting that you get in and get your tickets as soon as you can, especially if you want to pre-order a hamper for lunch at one of the gardens. Do you like a picnic? They want to... Yeah, they also want to give a big shout out to their local major sponsors, uh, Wyatt's Landscapes, which is the naming sponsor, and the Real Team Real Estate. And of course, if uh, if people want to remember where Wyatt's is, that's the place where you go and drop your weed. That's right, the invasive weed, Richard. That's the one. Yeah, so you can go to their website, mungifygardenramble.org, and that gives a ton of information about the event. All of the proceeds from the event are going to the Mungify Kindergarten, so a really, really fantastic organisation, and it's supporting a lot of the younger members of this wonderful community. Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that's Ruby Mitchell from the Kuiper District Council. Thank you. Let's have a chat. Okay, so now for our interview today, we're in a place that has a larger chat. I usually feel a little bit nervous, and that is in a place that feels awfully like a gym. Though we're not <laughs> technically in a gym, we're in a garage. We're in the garage of uh, Joe and uh, Aaron McElwee, the uh, owners of Fit365. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Richard. Nice to see you. Yeah. And the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now a garage is is somewhat significant for you, in that when you came to Mangafai, I understand your your business started in your garage. Is is that the case? Yeah, I actually haven't thought. We've almost gone full sixty, haven't we? Yeah, we did. We started in our garage. It was it made sense to us. Minimal overheads, <laughs> no lease, and we love. We still had our gyms in Auckland, but we loved Mangafai. And so I guess it was our first step to, I guess, transitioning our life. The garage gym was always something for us that we built personally. Yeah, it wasn't actually for to train in. others um, <laughs> initially. It was just for ourselves to train in. It was quite an elaborate yeah. gym just for us. Yeah, I um, think it got voted second best gym <laughs> second in Second best home gym, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but of course, yeah, it grew from mm. that, I suppose. In fact, it seems like a really long time ago that we six just trained ago. ourselves. Six out years of that ago, gym. Yeah. Six yeah. years. We still have 
some of those original garage those gym original members training members. with us today. We call them the garage gym members. Yeah. <laughs> the garage members. Yeah. So six years in, in Mangafai, but you guys have been in the fitness industry a lot longer than that, yeah. I understand? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess when it comes to, we've always, I guess between the two of us, we've always done fitness, I think, pretty much our whole lives, really. So it was probably natural that we eventually went into it as a career choice, but we certainly had gone other ways before we decided that it was what we were going to do with our lives. But we got our first, but the first gym in 2000 and, I always forget 12. I'm bad with dates, 2012. 2012, So I guess that's when we started. fitness business. Yeah, started yeah. the first business. And even then it was um, still a bit of a transition between us both having other jobs and giving it a go. Um but yeah, quickly did flourish and we thought, well, hold on, it's about time we put 100% into this. And yeah, that was 2012. 2012, yeah. At its peak, we had two, actually two locations, three physical facilities, three gyms across two locations, 230 members, 14 coaches. We ran about 300 classes a month, a couple of, you know, big gyms. Yeah. Yeah. And was it a, a sudden or a gradual or, or, you know, what was the, the, the timing and catalyst for the move up here? Yeah, well, we were looking for a bit of a change. We went through a little bit of personal tragedy, but that, you know, when something like that happens, it does sort of change your course direction and you sort of reevaluate what's important in life. And we had a house in East Auckland. We had visited Mungify a few times and we really enjoyed it here. So we wanted to give us and our son, Cooper, who was two at the time, a better work-life balance and a real good old-fashioned Kiwi upbringing. And so we sold our house in Howick and we bought a house on Jack Boyd Drive. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Boyd looked a lot different <laughs> in those days. You could quite easily have a gym and, yeah, you, could do you know, like, loud music and not worry about parking or... It, it's an interesting... <laughs> It's an interesting road, Jack Boyd, isn't it? It's kind of kind of almost has a slight lifestyle block feel, but it's become quite the little suburb, and it. It's it, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's look, it's great for families. Yeah. Our kids, you know, it's perfect for our kids. There's so many kids on the street. It's such a real community. And most um, of, many of our members our initially yeah. were on Jack Boyd, and they just saw us there, and we were running up and down, and um, obviously it was an open space and an open gym at times. So they just saw it, and they just sort of... Neighbours would peer in. Knocked on the door, and can I join in? And sure. And that's, it kind of just grew from like. there. And, and so that grew, and you decided to hand off what you were doing in Auckland? Or? Well, well, what we were doing is we were actually commuting for half the week. So we structured our life whereby we... Worked for the first half of the week in Auckland, Monday to Thursday, and then we got, it was about lunchtime on a Thursday, yeah. and we put coops in the car and we just headed to the beach. For and the, the plan initially was actually to have three days off. I mean, obviously we were running that Auckland gyms remotely, obviously on your laptops, and so that would still happen, but we just needed some time out. I yeah, think so we, we got we, to that point where we just needed some time out, and so that's what Mangafai was for us. So our garage was built for Joe and I to, you know, this is our passion, and we like to train and keep fit every day. And honestly, who puts cars in garages yeah, these man, days? Cars in garages <laughs> and are overrated. Cars in garage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so that's really how it started. And then, like Joe said, you know, people would drive by, we'd get random people call into our driveway. Hey, what do you guys do? Who are you? Yeah. Are you trainers? You should start something. We yeah. weren't looking at starting anything. 
But what we did find, it was a really good way of meeting people. Yeah, we were, it was quite open. Our house was very open. People came in, you know, used water, toilet, that kind of thing. It was a great way for us to, I guess, to get to know people for real and for people to get to know us for real as well. And mm. we're still friends with many of those people that initially came. But to go back to, I think, the original question about how we transitioned up here, Auckland was, we could feel that Auckland was changing. Fitness is, is quite a tough industry, in all honesty. It is, it can be fickle. And yeah, it, it's hard. And I think we just, you know, it, it also bringing into what we'd been through and also wanting to give Cooper a better life. Mangafai just had such a nice, feel about it we instantly felt at home it's small we obviously love the beach I think everybody's drawn to Mangafai for very similar reasons but it was a bit of a punt for us to give up one and I guess take it was never a risk we never felt like it was a risk to set up here it was timing and we honestly thought if we don't do this someone else will like we could just feel Mangafai was starting to get traction yeah people started coming and not you know, we were always, what well, people said to us, only old people live in Mangafai. And we're like, that's fine. Old people like to train. Yeah. Old people like to keep fit. We just, um, we and it just had a turn. We thought, we've got to do this now. I feel like it's going the other direction. It seems to be young families. I mean, that well, seems to be the, the, yeah. the dominant group now. Yeah. And we're very, I guess we're very grateful to sort of make that decision when we did because yeah. Mangafai is just the traction is just, it's going now. So to have it established and be up and running is yeah, we, a very good feeling. We, we just thought we would start, you know, because again, we didn't come up here to, to make a million dollars, you know, <laughs> it was a lifestyle change. And so from that that um, that period, that half a week that we were up here, we just decided to start with sort of some one-on-one personal training sessions in the morning, one in the morning and one in the evening. And that still allowed us our time during the day, which is the whole reason why we moved up here. But then one-on-one became two-on-one, became three-on-one. And then after about a year of doing that, we actually had enough members supporting us mm. out of our little garage to then, you know, sell out of our business in Auckland and move up here full time. And, we and that, was, that was hard. That, that was a hard thing to do. Probably not so much for yeah. you because Auckland wasn't really your home because Aaron's from further down the line. Mm. But I had lived in Howick, you know, since I was two. Mm. And it was a big change for me. Mum and dad were close. And I probably did take a bit of convincing. <laughs> a lot of convincing. And, and how, I, I worked how on her for, for a few months and we got there. And, and it's, it's how it's an interesting one because how while it's in Auckland, it is a bit of a villagey kind it of is. feel like up yeah. here to an extent as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But no, I think once we decided that, no, we've just got to give it our all because you just can't spread yourself too thinly. And yeah. it was about time that we just made a decision. And like Joe said, Mangafai was it. You know, we're drawn to the beauty of Mangafai, but, you know, the beach is all lovely, but it's, it's the people mm. that keep yeah. that keep us here and that made us Absolutely. want to be here. And we have some great friends now, lifelong friends. We have, you know, fantastic members and kids have made, you know, yeah. really good close Because it is, I mean, you know, I think a lot of us are in the same boat. Starting up and starting again as an adult can be a little bit scary, you know, as silly as it sounds, but making new friends, am I going to fit in? You sort of go through all of those, I guess, anxieties that you do as kids. And, you know, there's a lot of families that are doing it now and it's quite brave. I think anyone that comes up here, starts their own business and starts from scratch, is quite a brave thing to do. Mm. And there seems to be a lot of people in Mangafai that do that. Mm. So today you're in this huge facility uh, in the grounds of, of the garden centre. <laughs> I mean, how big was the garage crew when you made the decision to, to, to build that set, set up? Wow. I'd say 50. Had, 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 had the council we, noticed yet? Or? Yeah, oh, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say 50. 
I, I don't want to say that the council were the motivator, but they they were. They, they encouraged <laughs> us. So we got to, yeah, we got to about fifty members regularly cha- training out of the garage. You know, so we're in a class environment now, but we could easily have ten, twelve. Yeah. On the driveway, it was just—it was just so hard for us to say no to these yeah. awesome people. So, you know, on some occasions, I think the record was thirteen people. Yeah, yeah, and they don't—they ca- to... don't carpool; they come in separate cars, <laughs> single cars. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had, so we had to extend. There were no the e-bikes in those days. So we had to extend the garage. We had to build some more concrete. We needed more rubber flooring. Like it was just hodgepodge. We but, used to go up and down the grass. But that wasn't good enough because apparently we needed a roundabout. The council said we needed a roundabout. You need to be able to drive in forwards and out forwards. A roundabout. And there's no way. I still love. Turning circle around the tanks or something. I still love how some people make this work in Mangafai. We don't look. There's a there's a a business on. On this road now, I'm aware of that does lessons and various things, and they've made arrangements with their neighbours on either side to park in the driveway. Exactly, you what find we a do. way. You do, you do, <laughs> you do, and, and that's the beauty about living in a community like this in Auckland. You would never have got away with that, no. you know. And um, wrongly. you know, and then and we're, we're thankful that we met Colin and Julie, who who owned Mungafai Landscapes, which, which is, is now Wyatt, which is the, you know the the container storage park there down the end of the road, and. Yeah, and so they, uh, you know, I had been talking to Colin about creating a a workout space, an indoor-outdoor sort of workout space using shipping containers. And, yeah, so when the council mm. visited us, it, it, we made it happen. With, yeah. With Colin. It kind of was a bit of a decision to make because we had come from big and busy in Auckland and there's a lot to be said about being little and personal. personal. But we love people. We love class-based fitness. We did want, because, you know, it was a big step. It was personally, financially, that kind of thing. But, yeah, very grateful to have Colin and Julie on board who did help the vision come true because traditionally in the type of fitness that we do in Auckland, the building's industrial, warehouse a bit grimy, style. kind of that, yeah, warehouse for lack box. of a bit of a yeah. warehouse box, which just wasn't what we wanted. We didn't want that kind of grungy, greasy feel so Colin was able to kind of help work with our vision so that we we went to a building every day that we wanted to be at so I guess people who haven't seen the Fit365 facility it's it's got containers on either side which form part of the room sure a large kind of arched tent roof and then it's got big concrete walls yeah block walls either end Yeah. yeah so essentially what it is is two 40 foot shipping containers converted connected together by a simple shelter, they called a simple shelter, which we've then extended and added a, a block wall and closed in a, a fake wall at the other end. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's about 400 square meters of space. So it's a really good facility. In yeah. fact, it's that would be very expensive square meterage if you're still in Auckland. Very unique. <laughs> very unique. Very unique. And I guess our guys, I'm sure they appreciate it, but certainly we get a lot of visitors visiting us that you know love it. So you know, especially a lot of our old friends and uh, fitness sort of colleagues who train in. Brooklyn, it is unique, yeah. And they come here, and it's just you know something. They it's something to be like. Of. We're really proud of it, and so we're very grateful to Colin and Julie, and and we did have a real team that helped us. But I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it as a building because gyms um, don't always conjure up positive feelings for people. The buildings can 
you know, they can be quite intimidating or flashy. No fluffy white towels. No fluffy white towels. <laughs> no water cooler. Straighteners. <laughs> no, no smelly, uh, so nice we, smelly we stuff in the bathrooms. To, to not, we just wanted it to be a cool place for people to come in there, and that's what it is. And I don't, yeah, we love it. We love going to work every day. It's pretty humble. But yeah. Is it rare getting to develop, to plan a building, design Absolutely. a building in, in that kind of way to suit what you want? Yeah. Yeah, well, yep. there's a little story to that too. So Colin and I flew to Australia and we went and uh, did a bit of a recon mission over there looking at some places that had used shipping containers, sort of a bit more in an outdoor setting. And we went and did a workout in one of them, uh, which was really, it was good because then the path that we thought we would go down, we went and tried it out. And when we went there, it wasn't as good as what we thought. And so we went down this path. And so we sat in a cafe in Malulabar across the road from the beach and we drew the vision on a napkin whilst having our coffee. And that napkin was the vision and that's come to life. And I can honestly say that what we've created mm. was far better than the than what we had envisaged on, yeah. that, on that napkin. So, Yeah. Cool. I mean, I don't know of any other gyms in New Zealand that are, have got a similar setup. People are having to be quite creative now. Mm. I think. But yeah, certainly fairly unique. And, and is that you guys for some time? I mean, any thoughts around expansion or around developing a bigger facility or a different facility that's you're happy with what you've got for now? Yeah. Yep, we're happy. Yeah. Yep. There's yeah, I mean there's something to there's a lot to be said about keeping it small and mm. the, I mean the way that we like to work with people is very much more on a one on one basis. Bigger isn't always better. How big are you now? I mean, how many people are you guys training or how many do you have in the groups that, that run through there? So we would have 100 members there or thereabouts. So we have about 80 members who train in what we call our gen pop or general population classes. They age, age and range from 71 down to teenagers, okay, and everyone in between. And then we have a specific class which we call the master class, and that is a a class for the older, more mature athlete, should we say. They just prefer to train with like-minded people and that, that their ages range from 55 through to, again, 71, 72. And there's about 15 ladies and gentlemen that, that come every Tuesday, every Thursday yeah. at 7.30. And such a great group. In fact, it's my favourite class. I love love um, working Because they out give with them those guys. a little bit of shit. They give me a they? bit of shit and a bit of lip, you know, <laughs> but that's okay. And then between us, we probably average about 15 personal training sessions. So we have our, our group class, our gen pop classes, we have our master class, and then we have our personal training clients as well. So, yeah, so all up, we're looking at about 100, 100 members. Yeah. yeah. It's not your typical sort of gym as such. We're not, you're not going in there and there's a bunch of machines lined up and you go and jump on something for 15 minutes, then move to the next and move to the next one. How would you describe the style of, of, of workouts that you guys are providing? It's, and, and not to use a, a trademarked work, no, no, word, no, no, it's, no. Not, it's not CrossFit, is it? <laughs> Absolutely um, not. It's, no, it's not. There's, and Aaron and I will always say it, we probably owe our passion or our, re, our re, certainly for me, the reigniting of wanting to move again and wanting to be in a gym. CrossFit definitely sparked that. I had gone through a stage and I, I've been, in, I've, you know, done a degree in how to train people in a gym and how to train people on machines. And with all due respect, I find it quite boring. And if I'm bored, 
I guarantee that the person, you know, you might get a buzz for a few months, but then it can become a little bit boring as well. So we definitely tip our hats to CrossFit when when needed because it certainly, I find, reignited my desire to want to train people. The beauty is with Aaron and I have been doing this for over a decade now, coming out to a decade, is that we've got the belief in ourselves and also belief in other people to expand, diversify, modify, keep some things, change it, and then coming to Mangify, we could almost redo it how we wanted. Yeah, and we created our own We brand. created almost our own way of doing things, calling certainly calling on other people's expertise. And so we, this is why we just, you know, you stop using the CrossFit word and we're just for 365 Mangify. We're just Aaron and Joe and our coaches and we've been able to, yeah, change it up. It works for us. We found that, you know, we, and we, I guess, you know, as Joe said, our DNA was CrossFit. You know, we went to the very first CrossFit gym that opened in New Zealand in 2007, 2008. Yeah. And, and we still have a very close relationship with the owners. Yeah. And, and, and members from that gym now train with us um, in our other fitness business, our online fitness business. But so that, uh, like Joe said, that, that sort of started us down the the route of functional fitness. Yeah. And um, I guess that that is the correct word. It's a bit of a buzzword now, but it yeah. is functional fitness. Mm. Yeah. If we're going to box it. But what we found was, um, and it's not just the fitness industry, it's all industries, as you know, CrossFit went through a massive growth period yeah. around the 2000, I'm going to say 2013. 13, 14. 2013, 14. You know, Reebok got behind it. CrossFit Games went mad. Athletes were all over YouTube. and Yeah, it's it just, just, and unfortunately, it, uh, when, when something blows up like that, the quality dilutes. Yeah. And so we saw uh, lots of gym gyms opening f- and training people for the wrong for the wrong reasons or, or different reasons than than why we got into the game to help people live fitter, stronger, healthier lives, as opposed to trying to train people like elite elite yeah. athletes and getting them to the Olympics or the CrossFit Games. And so we didn't want our reputation and our professionalism to be tainted by those other people that are doing that. And so we decided to create our own brand that was more synonymous with how we do things. We're yeah, taking I mean, bits and yeah. pieces from the CrossFit world. Joe's a Pilates instructor. We're very big on nutrition and having that as part of our, our service. The balance. And creating a facility where your 72-year-old can train with your 15-year-old and obviously anywhere in between yeah. that. Yeah. So, so yeah, and I, I mean the name itself at 365 is you're not here just to train for a comp. You're not here just to get lean for your wedding, you're, you know, this is 365 days. It's a lifestyle. Of the year. This is come to a place where you can safely train and be motivated, not just for a short time, but for 365 days of the year, year on year on year. And we're a testament to that. We do practice what we preach. And we've just seemed to have, you know, you just mm. come into your own. The longer you're in an industry, the more you figure out what actually works, what's bullshit and what's not. Yeah, mm. And, and, and that's between, just what it's between us, we now. have seen thousands if not hundreds of thousands of different bodies and the way people move and not everyone moves the same mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah mungify is seems to me from having moved it from Auckland several years ago a very outdoorsy very active place yeah. i mean do you think fitness is quite an important thing to a lot of people here more so than maybe auckland i think that fitness is important to everybody but i think in mungify People want to do it for the right reasons, for lifestyle, so they can get out and surf, so they can get out and swing on the bars with their kids, so they can run up the sand dunes with their teenage kids. Like 
people seem to be in it for the right reasons. And I, th- I think that's the difference. It's, and I think that's why we fit so well here because people want to turn up every day. They don't necessarily want to win every day or go to the next competition. They, they want to have stronger knees so they can surf. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be stronger upper body so they can pick their kids up and put them on. Like a, I, I feel that's probably mm-hmm. the main difference mm-hmm. between what we were seeing in yeah. Auckland maybe. And, and it doesn't have to be at Fit365 and that, that's the that's the other angle too. Like I don't, for me personally, I don't care if someone comes to our gym or they go and do the clifftop walk. I just want them to be active and yeah. move and find something that they enjoy doing because if fitness becomes a chore, then you're less likely to do it. So if surfing is what you do for fitness, that is great. Yeah. But hey, if you want to complement your surfing or you're just looking for something a little different. So you can surf for longer. Well, well let's get let's get some strong a tip out there for people. For the surfers in Mungafai, what exercises should they be doing to improve their surfing? Oh well, that's easy. Burpees. <laughs> <laughs> no. Squat holds. No. So I mean core. Everything, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, it, you know, we are our fitness makes you a generalist, not a specialist, right? So we're gonna make you generally fit and strong. So it doesn't matter what activity you do, whether you're picking up the lawnmower to put it on the trailer on the boot of your car, whether you're picking up your kids, whether you're going for a surf or whether you're walking that clifftop walk. Yeah. If your muscles and your tendons are stronger, if your mobility is better, if your bones are stronger, if you're cardiovascularly fitter, then that's all going to help you in your daily life. Yeah. And that's what it's about. And I think that's what I like. Going back to I really like training people here because the biggest buzz we get is when someone says, Oh, I used to not be able to do that outside. Mm. It's it's not even, oh, I can squat this or I can now do this many pull-ups. We get no. that as well. And that's cool. That's really cool to gauge improvement on that. Mm. But it's very cool when someone says, I can now go on a bike ride or I can now do a full roll with my kids or I can do a cut. That is way cooler to hear from a coach's perspective than well, I, I can someone, now back squat 30 yeah. kgs more. It's like, oh, yeah, and yeah. I have one of my masterclass members come up to me the other day and said, when I started, I couldn't bend down and tie my shoe. Hmm. And now there's no problem, you know, and you you don't realize that as we get older, you know, the neurological elements to fitness as well as the physical fitness start to go, right? Your coordination, your balance, your accuracy, that mind-body link stuff. So not being able to bend down and tie your shoe, that's yeah. quite a profound And And issue, we actually, right? like, you know, we often refer to the masterclass, but that can happen a lot earlier in life now. Like, you know, you can have 30-year-olds move not so great so you know we're not talking about older athletes now we're talking about getting older and having to work on it but it's actually younger people as well now that are having the same battles through no fault of their own you know their job could involve a lot of sitting or their job requires them to only move in one plane or only work in what work in one pathway and all of a sudden they want to the rest of the body becomes weaker and they can't do other things that they want to do so as Aaron said it's about actually making you more functional as a generalist so you can just do more cool stuff yeah yeah. Mm. Now, you did mention competition before. Yeah. You guys do still have members and groups that go out for competition. How, how have you gone with that? I mean, is <laughs> Mungafai, Mungafai kicking people some, out around some, the place? You know? We always get called into teams. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> mate, I'm retired. Yeah. We, we, the good thing probably about being here in Mungafai is that the competition scene is a little less intense. We've got a great relationship with the guys up in Whangarei. They run some really cool comps. We still have relationships with coaches in Auckland, so sometimes our members do go down to Auckland. Yeah, they hold their own. You just competitions now. There's so many people that do it at so many levels that 
you often are just going to to hopefully have fun. You're always going to have your elite, but that is mm. very much sort of a different type of training now. So when our guys go and we encourage our guys to go, we want them, and we quite often say, we just want you guys to move well. Get out there, move well, enjoy it. Sometimes the people that win aren't moving well. And so for us, it's all about our athletes going out there, moving well and enjoying it and getting their own personal bests. Yeah. Um, and that's, that is really what it's all about. Speaking about someone who does win, seen a little bit lately on, on social media, Sean Johnson working out in the gym. <laughs> yes. And his wife, Kayla. And his wife, Kayla. So, so he's a member now or he's always been no, he's, hanging he's, out? He's an he's honorary a, member when he's... He's a Jack Boyd resident. He's a Jack Boyd resident. So he's, that's the most important thing. He lives in Jack Boyd. They were our neighbours and, oh, look, he's a legend, isn't he? They have so, become friends. They're friends of ours. He's a legend. He, uh, you know, we're happy he's back playing for the Warriors. And it's, so it, any, I mean, anything it, that look, and it's to... nice when he puts us on his social media pages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, they're very grateful for them. Very grateful. They, you know, they, and both himself and Kayla have got sports contracts with teams, athlete contracts, and they need somewhere to train. Mm. And they asked us and yeah, they, they really enjoy it. They're, so Sean, Sean does his, you know, they, they do their own thing, but then Kayla's, she's a fan of the classes and, you know, our members get to train, you know, alongside a top level. It's new, it's new to them. Mm. Like it's, you know, they get, you know, for someone like Sean and even Kayla, they're, you know, used to training, I guess, with their team, with other athletes. So maybe coming and training at Fit365 is a little bit more fun. Enjoy yeah. this a bit of banter. We have a chat and... Yeah, yeah, I I guess for them they're ticking their box of getting their training done, but I know they're you know they're grateful to be able to use the space and it's been good to get to know them. It's no secret around town that, that Bowden Barrett spends a bit of time here now. Have you are you hoping he'll <laughs> pop his head into the gym at some well, point? Being a Wellington Hurricanes rugby supporter, <laughs> he would be more than welcome. Yes, he would be more than welcome. And uh my son I think would be pretty stoked to have Bodie <laughs> yeah, well, Barrett. Well he's got uh, him on his Weetbix card, so he'd quite like to yeah. meet him. If you're listening, Bowden, that is a that is that an is open a, invitation. An yeah. open invitation. Even though you play for Auckland, mate, it's all good. You've given your life to <laughs> to, uh, to, Wellington. To, to Wellington, so yeah. you're welcome. Now let's talk about something probably a little more, I guess, negative over the last couple of years, and that's been COVID. That has hit the gym sector pretty hard, I imagine. You are one of the first to close and one of the last to reopen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it can't be. It's definitely not easy. And, I mean, my thoughts go to all our friends who own gyms in yeah. Auckland um, and around the country because, you know, we, we've also been there been there and done that and know how difficult it is. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's I guess if we had our way, gyms would be open right through. It's great for immunity. It's great for mental health. To keep the positive vibe going is something that Aaron and I were like, right, we're not seeing people every day because for us that's our thing as well. We love seeing people every day and we like to see people face-to-face. We're in a face-to-face industry. So really quickly we had to adapt and we had a hard, we're, we're in this garage now, but in our first lockdown we didn't have this. We were, what? how do you call it, it was a shell? I suppose well, there was had, no roof, it was there was no the, walls. Had we had no, a floor. No, it had the framing up and it, it had, had building paper up. and a roof, yeah. one-colour roof though. Yeah. So our goal was, right, well, we have to keep these guys engaged and we thought about it. We thought, okay, well, well, we'll write workouts. We can do that and we can send it to them. And But then we're like, they're not going to do them. So then we're like, okay, well, maybe we'll do, we'll demo the movements. Remember the first couple of times we just did it on the deck and we're like, well, we'll, we'll get on our phones and we'll demo the movements and then we'll go, okay, you guys go and do them. Still, they're not going to do them. 
we're like, right, really quickly, we've got to do the whole workout. We've got to do it with them. We're going to go live every day. And really quickly, we're lucky because Aaron does definitely have a head for, I guess, the technical side of computers and phones and (laughs) (laughs) and how Facebook works and all of that. And so really quickly, within days, we were online every day at nine o'clock doing a workout. You pivoted. We pivoted fast. So we rented the equipment out. We got the equipment out. We programmed for, we programmed for minimal equipment. So none of this, no rigs, maybe one piece of equipment. Because the other thing was we had membership that we wanted to share our equipment out with. So we couldn't just be handing out boxes. And so we had to, that was in itself a bit of a task. But it worked. We went online every day in that first lockdown, every day at nine o'clock. Uh, I'll tell and you, I came, from, I came back from lockdown. We were fit. <laughs> <laughs> really, really fit. Because it was a seven day a and week. And i tell you what, we had the same people tuning in yeah. every day. And for a lot of people, especially those that maybe don't, we were busy. I, we have two kids. There's two of us. We had Karen living with us at the time. We're a busy house. But there are people out there that it might only be them. It might only be two of them. And that's a really long time. And in that first lockdown, we hardly left our houses. We hardly went out the driveway. We didn't. I don't think we we were Well, we were told not to. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kept connections. And it was really important for us. It got people up in the morning. And, of course, on Facebook, you can watch it back. You could do it with your kids. You could draw your your partner in. And people were really – we know people – we were grateful to have people doing it with us. But we know for a lot of people it did just help Mm. keep them going. So we had a model. And the other few lockdowns that we've had, we've just been able to flick into it really quickly. Aaron's got it. We used to, remember we used to have like two, we had a phone for music, we had a Zoom, we had one <laughs> laptop for Zoom, we had another laptop with the workout on. And we just, you know, we, we knew what we were doing, but we really did just want it to feel unstructured and to get up and to connect with our members. Just mainly and the just connection, just keep the connection, keeping the with, connection. Our, with our members. So that when we reopened, People didn't feel like they were starting from scratch, didn't feel like they had to kind of get over their anxieties again of coming back to the gym because there's always an element of that when you have some time off. And it worked. And that crystallised into Fit365 Home, this big brand I'm seeing on the the wall behind you. (laughs) Well, it's... It reaffirmed that it was needed. We we actually, we started Fit365 Home, the company, three years ago. Right. So it has always been on the radar. So we... Ha- COVID got in the way. Yep. Last so year it got we, in the way we, big time. We, we started the company about three years ago and we had a vision. We, had, we hadn't quite settled on how we were going to run it. We had an idea. We weren't 100% happy with that. Then COVID got in the way. And so that quickly brought this project to the fore. <laughs> and so, yeah, so after the, the, the lockdowns, we went about... After the first lockdown, we went about creating Fit365 Home as it is today, and that's cranking now. We've got 60 members training with us all across New Zealand. A couple of overseas, we had a lady, Sandra, in Spain, Scotland. No, she's Spanish lady she's living Sp- in Glasgow, and we've got someone in Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland, yeah. yeah Australia. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 60, we, I mean, we members. started Fit365 Home for everybody, really, not just for people in Mangafai. I mean, people that can't go to the gym. People can't go to the gym for busy you know. mums at home that are time time poor, you know, because they they've got to look after the kids. And dads. They don't have well, and dads, yes, and they don't have equipment, so minimal equipment. 
you know, we, we cater for people that do have equipment as well, but then cater for people that don't have equipment. And also people who don't have access to gyms. You know, a lot of people are going off the grid now. They're going, you know, got the big lifestyle blocks. People are moving out of the city. And when you move out of the city, you're often leaving those things mm. behind. Cost can be Cost is, a huge, is a huge factor yeah. for a lot of people paying for gym membership. So and also, believe the, it or not, there's a whole lot of people that don't want to go to a gym. <laughs> <laughs> and we get that. We like those people. Like, we understand yeah. that, you know, it's a time out of your day. It's time out of your pocket. And sometimes you don't want to. You don't want to be around. We love class fitness. We love it. And that's what Manga 365 Manga So we still is. do the workouts. Let's put that and make that straight. So Joe and I still do the workout. It's professionally filmed and edited, yeah. produced. So we do it with them. And th- and that's the other thing. There's a whole lot out there now that can give you the workout or show you how to do it and then leave you. And we just always wanted to have that, I guess, that differenting point that we're going to do the whole thing with you. And we're going to chatter about it. And we're going to puff and sweat and complain. Yeah. <laughs> that's Heath, what goes on in an Heath, all gym. Uh, the man behind the cam turns up the, uh, the ambient music <laughs> as we were uh, doing the burpees yeah. and the thrusters and, and what have you. But, uh, you know, it's five bucks a week and they get three professionally filmed and programmed workouts released every Monday, Wednesday time. and Friday. They can do it at 6 a.m. When, it, when it's uploaded or when it's live at 6, or they can do it, you know, in their own time. Is that the kind of future of fitness? I mean, is, do, you, do you foresee in a few years you guys are training thousands of people around the world via a video camera in your garage? I mean, is that uh, the scalability think, of it? Is that what you expect? No. No, I think that that's part of the future, and I think it's a combination of in person and remote personally i think people still like to go to the gym they still like the human face-to-face connection go go for a coffee Uh, after a workout big big reason why we i guess fell in love with this type of class-based training because back in back in the day you know before 2007 like joe said it was all machines it was go to the gym put your headphones in read a magazine on the the bike you jump on the cross (laughs) tread mill or whatever you you call them we used to read magazines (laughs) yeah As you're, as you're doing your fast, <laughs> and brisk you, walk you put on your the magazine treadmills. over the clock, so that you LCD panel, so you didn't have to see how long you had you to know, go. All but... of a sudden, we're working out with a whole variety of people, and you are motivated, you're inspired, yeah. and uh, you know it broadens your social network. and And let's face it, man, there's some yeah. Really and I think that will always happen, but as we you know touched on, there's so many reasons why people a don't want to or can't. <laughs> the way the world is at the moment with lockdowns and you know other restrictions and things like that then for a lot of people this will be absolutely perfect for them in fact you know our biggest sign up for home has been during Auckland's very extended lockdown so what's the best people way people can find out more about I mean for 365 home but for 365 in general your website Facebook page tell them where to go yeah so the first place of call would be do people go to websites these days I don't know Richard do they yeah, I think they do. Or well, do they go dub, straight dub, to Insta- three six five? I mean, we're, we're on. You still say dub dub dub? You see what I mean? Is uh, there a dot com or a dot co dot nz? There's dot co dot nz. Yeah, so we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got websites for both. So fit three six five. Facebook and Instagram are probably where most people fit three six five home dot com. Yeah, dot com because that's more international based. Now. It is a fantastic day here in Mangafai. Are you guys are you hitting the surf this afternoon or you gotta to go back and take another it's group through the through the shed? Oh, already been? I've already had a two hour surf this morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't worry, I was holding the fort. I was at the gym today. <laughs> hey, it was actually with some members. So oh, you, yeah. some could say it's... Sometimes, Richard, sometimes Aaron's PTs would rather go for a surf. So I well, think if you're a surfer that also wants PTs, Aaron will let you off to go for a surf. Well, <laughs> it's guess, quite a good arrangement in my book. <laughs> I guess that is that is the uh, the joy of having a gym in Mangafa Head. Look, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. That's uh, Joe and Aaron McElwee from Fit365. Thank you for thank, having us. Thank you, Richard. Cheers. <laughs>